According to Mike and Tony is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, this is Dom Empey of the Dead Poets. You are now listening to According to Mike and Tony. Episode 55. It is a new year, 2016. I've got the monitor speaker on. I just turned it off, though. What's up, buddy? What's Happy up? New Year. Happy New Year, man. I haven't seen you for a while. We had yeah. a, an extended break, some yep. time off, just oh, yeah. chilling. Now that the holiday's over, the chaos is done, time to come back. Time to come back. We're back. Back to center. I, I, I sent uh, a dollar, a little vine thing about uh, trading places. And uh, it was with uh, um, Randolph and Mortimer, the Duke brothers from Trading Places. But it was when uh, Eddie Murphy gives the pocket change to the Duke brothers. And he's all, Randolph, <laughs> Randolph, we're back. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. It's good to be back, dude. It was uh, an extended break. Had a lot of holidays, a lot of celebrations. Yeah. Uh, good times. I caught a little cold this week. May have a little bit of that in my voice, but I feel 100% for sure. In studio with us, our fucking buddy, our regular, Tyson. What's good? What's going on, guys? Never left. Never Did left. Did you guys do a... Except for when you are in San Diego. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you guys do an episode when... Was I on, you were on the last the, episode? You were on the last episode, 54. This is the longest break we've ever taken. Yeah. And I've just been sitting here in front of the mic waiting for the next one. Yeah, I know. It was awkward through the holidays and stuff, and... He was just sitting down here in the basement at the microphone with his uh, <laughs> bottle of vodka right next to him. <laughs> well, someone has to drink it now. <laughs> Let's not start there. How you guys doing? How was your holidays, buddy? You were in San Diego. You just got back from San Diego. Tell yeah, us about your- Yeah, a couple your... hours ago. It was great. Yeah, it's beautiful out like there. Like a week and a half. But actually, the first three or four days, I was like, shit, did we actually leave Denver? Because it was cold. It was like- uh, Was it? Yeah, it was like low 50s and mm. frost warning and... San Diego, which, huh? Yeah, frost warning for San Diego. That's insane. I almost feel like the coast have flip-flopped weather this year. I think they because uh, my buddy was telling me back in North Carolina, temperatures have been in the 70s, mid-70s. And here I am, you know, in California, and it's like low 50s. That's typical North Carolina, Virginia, D.C. weather. Really? Yeah, so it's almost like they've reversed. I guess El Nino has really uh, slapped the United States this year. Yeah, well, so it was flipped. I have no point of reference for the East Coast. That's my problem. I can tell you this: <laughs> what what I experienced in San Diego is definitely East Coast. And fortunately, the past two or three days, I think it was mid sixties. So outstanding. Didn't stop me from going out on the beach. And I saw that. I saw those pictures. Yeah, and- yeah it was real cool. So, yeah, I loved it. Fell in love with San Diego. Fell in love with uh, Coronado Island. Yep. Mm. And I've never heard of it. But you drive over, and as soon as big you cross bridge. the bridge, you feel, you feel the money. Yeah, you see the big-ass hotel. <laughs> you feel it. Like, right the air the... changes once you cross that fine line on the bridge. <laughs> Smells like money. Well, and when you, like yeah, you said, I, I right think, when you get yeah. over there, you see the, the big-ass... The historic hotel, hotel that's there. still, like, all wood structure or something like that. It you, But you feel the money. I mean, the roads smooth out. 
which normally happens. Like you go to oh, Beverly, you go you go to L.A. Like I'm going to L.A. Friday. You go to L.A. and then you drive to Beverly Hills, and it's like you're in two. It's like you're on another planet because the roads smooth out. Like shit is pristine, and like uh, there was someone telling me about a street, and I have to, I have to think of the name. Uh, what's the street with all the shopping? Rodeo Drive. Oh yeah. I didn't know Rodeo Drive basically runs into the hood. And at there's a fine point. Someone taught me this, actually. There's a fine point where Rodeo Drive becomes Rodeo. It changes. They actually pronounce it different? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. Yes. But it sounds right because, I mean, you go into Rodeo Drive, you see... The Bentleys and the, the the Rolls. Actually, you don't see a lot of Bentleys. You see more so Ferraris and Rolls, and you have your high end shops and things of that sort. So it sounds only right to pronounce it Rodeo, but it, that road will actually take you into the hood, and it's pronounced Rodeo in the hood. Wow. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy shit, man. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm looking at pictures of it here, and I brought up their Wikipedia page, just sort of talking about how it was started. Originally, it was called Rancho Rodeo de Los Aguas. That was the full name. No, I'm planning that a fancy schmancy place from the beginning. Sounds like, or either Little Mexico. By 1907, 75 by 160 foot parcels on Rodeo were selling for one thousand one hundred dollars each. It became a brittle path in 1912 when the Beverly Hills Hotel was built on a former lima bean field. By November 1925, similar lots were selling for between 15000 and 30000 almost double what they had been selling for in September. Holy shit. Wow. So they succeeded doing what they wanted to yeah. do there. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's white there too. Tony, you've been there, haven't you? I haven't. Man, actually, San Diego, I, I don't even remember. I don't think I've actually been there. If I've been there, it's just been What about going. Beverly Hills? Uh, probably not I'm from a different part of California brother everything's white <laughs> when you go into Rodeo Drive uh, all everything everything turns in like when I say white I don't mean like the skin tone I mean like the buildings everything is like because you literally. know white is supposed to be the, the color of cleanliness and you know what have you uh, all of the buildings turn into white buildings when you actually go into that Rodeo Drive. Subliminal, they're trying to get to you. Right. Well, they want everything to be clean. And like I said, I guess the word is pristine for 16. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah everything's <laughs> pristine. is literally pristine. Seriously. Hmm. What's you, Pierce? How's your holiday, buddy? It was good. Good. Was Christmas. Multiple family things. You know, you have to go and travel around. We Christmas Eve at my ma's. Then Christmas Day is at my dad, so my mom lives down the street from us. And then uh, Christmas Day, we uh, drove up to Greeley, and then we drove to Boulder after that. Nice. Then Chris, the day after Christmas, we drove to Windsor. So Where's that, Mike? Uh, it's uh, Greeley-ish. Okay. Yeah. Loveland. North. Loveland. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, hmm. uh, yeah, no, just hung out and, uh, you know, since uh, got the kiddo, stayed home, New Year's Day, watched a movie. Took it uh, easy. Took it easy. Just been relaxing, just keeping the gym routine. Normal. I noticed that, man. Yeah, solid so. as could be. I was going solid, so I got that stupid cold. <laughs> Took yeah, me out I've for a little bit. been going in like a week and a half, being in San Diego. Yep. Yeah. New Year, man, though. It's, stay on it. It's cool to have uh, momentum going into it. I'm not it making is, any yeah. resolutions. 
<laughs> no resolutions, huh? No. Yeah. Well, I, I don't want a lot of myself. I don't like lying to people, so I definitely don't want a lot of myself. Yeah. That's no, a good <laughs> move. It's a good move. Got to be honest yeah. with yourself. So, I could give up alcohol, but <laughs> I don't want a lot of myself. <laughs> he likes this. He likes this prankster. He likes this prankster so much. Yeah, that prankster's good stuff, man. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. So, what was yours, Dollar? What's your uh, What's your New Year's resolution? Uh, well, I don't know if it's a New Year's resolution. This is something I've been pondering for, I don't know, probably two, three months. I've been thinking about it, and then in recent weeks, I was getting increasingly serious. And then all of a sudden, New Year's was upon me, and I was like, "Hey." fucking perfect and so i decided i've given up drinking and it's funny because the first thing everybody says to me is i, I didn't i didn't realize you drank like that <laughs> drink like i was what? actually concerned when i saw that message yeah I, well i think people are they that's why i'm not yeah. broadcasting or being like hey everybody i'm <laughs> you should stop drinking too like let's get on the wagon together stop <laughs> drinking Oh my gosh, Tony, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Is your family? Yeah, Mike was like, I told you what Mike said. <laughs> no. He's like, what about whiskey? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was yeah. Like, I was like, no, nothing. He's like, oh, shit. I got to change the logo. Nope. No, no, no. No, whiskey will forever be a part of According to Mike and Tony. Um, who knows? Maybe down the road one day I'll have a little sip of whiskey just for old time's sake. But no, it was really just like I was telling you, it was, a, it was a, an emotional and a physical decision for me, just thinking, you know, my best health. I told you that I hadn't been sick all year, and then I got uh, got this cold after two days of heavy drinking for, uh, you know, and I'd already been thinking about this stuff. And then on top of that. Oh, 100%. 100%. And by the way, I hadn't drank, I'd actually drank not drank kombucha for three days when i got sick mike because we've talked about on the know. show this You're is probiotic yeah see see i let that go and then i drank a bunch of alcohol and stayed up late and you know party mm. had a good time and basically um, tony thought he was in his 20s yeah so true man so true wait was james at any of these uh parties is he, that what happened dude he was <laughs> He was, this motherfucker was bringing me beers every five seconds. Here you go, buddy. Here you go. Here you go. You, have you met James before? I don't think so. Uh, big, tall, bald dude. Uh, he's <laughs> been, okay. You, I'm sure you'll meet him at some point. But he was handing me beers, and then at one point, he has this, he brings a shot glass, and he's like, here, man, you shot. And I said, did you take one already? He's like, yeah. And I just looked at him, and he can't lie for shit. And he just starts smiling. He's like, oh, no. And I was like, get your ass over here. <laughs> and it was funny. I knew he had a few to drink, too, because we were having... Uh, uh, like we did musical chairs, we played a bunch of games and stuff. And I swear to God, I thought I was in a jujitsu match with this dude. <laughs> we were going at it, but luckily it wasn't a full on deal because I'd probably been choked out that night. Yeah, Dollar's actually been. Uh, has he told you this, Tyson? No. Been thinking about doing uh, some Brazil Brazilian jujitsu there. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to start training uh, jujitsu for a while. Mike's got. I'm thinking a lot about <laughs> ringworm and wow. shit now. Mike's been talking about the, like the, you know, cause that shit's dirty and I'm yeah. a germaphobe. So as I said, I don't want like staph infections or like ringworm. <laughs> Dude, yeah, so he's going to bring a bottle of Clorox and have to <laughs> sanitize before so, he um, starts. Excuse me, excuse me guys. Well, excuse me guys. For starters, I'm definitely doing gi. I'm not getting down there in those biker shorts and too much exposed, no shirt, <laughs> just ringworm <laughs> on your shoulders. and. Well, one thing that I didn't notice about this you stuff just until. Just ringworm on your face. Oh, shut yeah, up. <laughs> until later and maybe. You but. guys can correct me, but uh, the cauliflower ear is that is that wrestling ear? I call it wrestling, boxing. Yeah, you get it. I mean, mixed martial arts. When you your get ears it. get all lumpy and swollen. But, uh, and I don't plan to cut my hair. So. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, the the funny thing about the cauliflower. You want to ask uh, JD? 
on here, you know, like, oh, I was like, you know, because you look at him, he doesn't have anything, yep. any cauliflower or anything like that. Wow. And he goes, usually cauliflower is those people who don't know how to block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yep. Yep. You need to use a little better defense if your huh. ears look like cauliflower. Yeah, I want that is the one kind of thing that's holding me up. Plus, it's expensive, man. That stuff costs a lot to, to yeah, train. Yeah, because that. it's a trend. It's trendy. Well, the, you MMA. could pay less and go to the one next to King Supers. <laughs> <laughs> or you can try the, the to, one by our house, uh, Ontario. That's actually a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu over there by that Wendy's. <laughs> by that, you, anytime you say by that Wendy's, <laughs> oh yeah, get yeah, done yeah. doing it. Get done doing it. All right, celebratory <laughs> dinner, yeah, Wendy's. Yeah. Huh. No, you, I, it's I, a good placement actually. I think because over there is where the weed shop is too. So you know, yeah, someone's yeah. coming out of there like, bruh I should do like Brazilian <laughs> Jiu Jitsu or something. That I want to be able to like defend myself, dude. Man, let me tell That's you. That's me. That was the impression of me he just did. <laughs> you see some... You, it's crazy you see the people going in and out of that, that, that store, out of the weed well, shop. Out of, that, out of that one in particular yeah. or just any? Yeah, that one. It's crazy. I mean, it's it, awesome. It, High end. It's like High full circle. I, yeah. I mean, you see the the worker in his work truck. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Then you see like the lady that looks like she should have two or three kids and she should mm -hmm. be picking the kids up from soccer. Yeah, yeah. She's walking out with a brown bag in her hand, like it's like, wow. Welcome to Colorado, son. Yeah, everybody yeah. everybody smokes with you. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. I I think it's good. I mean it's there's it's proven results now. I mean we've yeah. all the stuff that it's done, it's drastically cut down on DUIs. Um But help me out here, I've been hearing about recalls. Uh oh. What do you mean? <laughs> Marijuana recalls? What? I have not heard this. I'm going to Google this shit. I'm serious. Here, I, here in Colorado, obviously. I think so, yeah. yeah. Bad weed? There's bad weed out there? Hmm. <laughs> well, one thing I think about, uh, not, I had a friend who might know something about this uh, growing of marijuana, uh, but it's, uh, when you do it, I think, did we talk about this on the podcast? If you do it hydro, uh, hydroponically, you're basically just doing it with pure water and then you're going to add nutrients to it. And there's three basic types of nutrients mm. that you add to it. And so when you do that, the most important thing that we always used to do, my friend used to always do, <laughs> my friend, this is a friend of mine, <laughs> uh, whose name started with a T. Uh, he, what are you guys looking at over there? Is Are you oh, looking at ahead, the recalls? So there's, weed's being recalled? No, just keep on going. Um, anyway, you have to uh, basically flush it out for two weeks at the end of the cycle. Because if you don't, you get just all these fertilizers and shit in it. And then you're smoking fertilizer. And I guarantee you that's not good for you. <laughs> so you rinse it out with the soil. You don't have that problem, obviously. But if you put heavy, you know, fertilizer in the soil and you're putting kind of weird shit, then. Yeah, this one's talking about pesticides. That's why. Oh, there's that too. Nearly 100,000 marijuana infused edibles recalled by Mountain oh, High Suckers. Hmm. Pot. It says pot products made when, with unapproved pesticides recalled by Denver. Uh, Denver what? Weed Association. What is it recalled by? Let's see here. There's an association for everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, it's only a matter of time before it's there's going to be the organic places and the non-organic 
It's just too new. I'm serious. You think so? Yeah. Oh, fuck oh yeah. Yeah. yeah People are getting. Sense, yeah, right? because like I know all about that flushing it and stuff, and it makes. Yeah. Now your friend, I'm really. Your friend is. Your friend yeah, yeah. About that. Yeah. Well, I know about it because my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. I mean, it's one of those things I've thought about before, um, and I think people are going to become increasingly aware, especially with all the people that are, you know, smoking weed in, in Colorado, because it's one of those. It's just like anything else. You don't want pesticides on your on the food you're eating, so you probably don't want it on stuff you're vaping or smoking or eating either. I thought about that actually the other day about organic marijuana. I don't know why i thought about it but yeah that wouldn't right it's much organic is way harder to uh well see it depends on i think it would i don't know man because the process i was talking about is not organic at all i think that's just flushing it it out i think i've got it an organic (laughs) (laughs) gluten-free weed bakery oh fuck yeah not necessarily a bakery. I mean, I mean, well, edibles like yeah, you do, like your brownies and your. Shops. I don't think there are Cupcakes. any all edible places yet, huh? No, no. That's a great idea, man. Boom! A little weed bakery. All right, let's start baking. You but get on the brownies, Tony. Okay, yeah, my God, Tony. I know you don't have any experience in this marijuana thing, but you got to read up on it. <laughs> so yeah. Tyson, uh, T- uh, Tony will get on the brownies. That Tyson, sounds good, you right? The, you do the sugar cookies. I'll do yeah. And then what? Should, what can I do? Like those suckers are there, and like uh, hemp oil and few suckers. No, Lollipops? you yeah, said yeah. he's going to do yeah. the brown. No, you do the cupcakes. Cupcakes. <laughs> Seriously, Crowny. think about organic, <laughs> gluten free. That's perfect. Marijuana bakery. Damn, we'll be the motherfucking Udies. What would we call it? Weed. What would it be named though? We got to come up with a name. Like, and all this shit's on record right now. Yeah, this, is, yeah, this is patented, and the show is uh, copyrighted. Yeah. So everybody does know. Yeah. Yep, yep. So we will be starting that. I want to get on wow. board with that, dude. That sounds awesome. I mean, so really, seriously, they, they, regret, I, it makes me wonder if there is one or two. I mean, I know it's not a thing yet. Just like the organic's not a thing yet. Jeez, put that shit in Boulder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'd kill, you kill wow. in Denver now, though, probably, too. Yeah. Downtown or somewhere downtown, cool. Downtown. Yeah, I was thinking downtown. Well, that's what I wanted to. That was downtown. my thought. Here's my thought. Is, my thought was a high end weed place, like actually, you know, cater maybe like buy like expensive like alcohol. Also get a liquor license. Mm-hmm. Expensive alcohol like your Crystal and Don Perignon and stuff okay. like that. Like mm-hmm. someone like people that come in town, like celebrity shit like that. Where are they gonna go? Mm. Right wow. there. You're gonna go to Mixmaster Mike's Weed Emporium. That's a, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's a rough. That's a rough name. It's a working it title. It's a working title right there. So, <laughs> wow, right? Huh. That makes bo- sense, right? Yeah. Totally. I'm with yeah. both of these endeavors, man. And, and it would huh. be. And you know what? The other thing would be too is it would we uh, offer higher end stuff. So if you're a celebrity and you're in town and you're all about the discretion and stuff like that, we have vehicles to come get you like a limo Look service at you. hell yeah dude. they, they do something some marijuana places do things like like the marijuana tours and or cars we're not talking about that. i'm talking about high end we're not talking about, you don't want to learn about it you just want to hang out and smoke drink a little <laughs> bit okay tyson drink a little bit you know and if that it's a good, particular Mike. particular kind of uh celebrity maybe have some titties you involved or something like that no you i got it, it. Oh, that was excellent that's not so huh. high end. You get your alcohol. You got your the pro- smokes. Here's the problem I see with that. You probably would have half of the fucking Denver Broncos suspended. Um, part of the Nuggets and every other professional team that comes into town. Nate Diaz, right? 
would be sus- would be suspended. Oh, would be, yeah. See, that's the problem, dude. They need to stop punishing athletes for that shit. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. I really don't get that. Yeah. No, well, so like I said, it's always cracked me up that it's like it's not a performing enhancing thing. Exactly. You, I remember we were talking about yeah, that. It's like that's what we were talking about the dude with the the snowboarding incident, the Olympics. He won an Olympic gold medal. And they tested him, and he was, like, positive for marijuana. I was like, he should get fucking two more gold medals because he beats you all high. Yep. That's the exactly right. Well, Michael high. Phelps. <laughs> Phelps, yeah. too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Wow. He, he's just long and lanky, so. Yeah. So it turns out there's the Colorado Pesticide Applicator Act prohibits the use of pesticide in a manner inconsistent with the product labeling. So it's not really clear to give. I mean, I so you can use pesticides. You just have to label it. Yeah, and you have to label it accurately to what you did. And maybe I think I think Tyson has an idea here, dude. We can do an organic thing. Gluten free, though, you'd have to do that as well. Well, I don't know. Our clientele would be ninety-eight percent women. I wonder if there's a difference between men and women using pot. I was thinking the gluten, but no, I know, but that got me thinking about the pot thing. Now, seems like I know a lot more dudes that smoke weed than chicks. Seems like it. Well, if we were attracting all of the women that were coming in that were gluten free that get high, the guys would would follow. I mean, oh, yeah. we're like puppy right. dogs. So, well, you know what the thing is That's here? We would follow the majority of, according to Mike and Tony listeners. Are actually females. So are they really? So I'd like to hear the feedback yeah. then. If any have feedback, anybody want to yeah. shout out to us? Let's just get an email. Just yeah. says, stop talking about weed. Or, yeah. or, or tell us. Tell us it's a great idea. <laughs> it's Mike and Tony Show at wromradio.net. If you're, uh, that'd be uh, awesome. Yeah, feedback. Come on, help us in. We'll give you a little uh, royalty check, maybe. Can you sell yeah. that shit online? Can you sell weed online if you're shipping it to Denver and Washington State? I think it's still shipping. No, I think it's yeah. Because well, it's well, federal. No, federal. federal. Okay, well, Matt, like a brownie. A brownie is not the same as me shipping you a fucking pound of weed. If it's like a brownie, like a cupcake. I don't think brownie. you can ship weed at all. Weed at all. Really? Yeah. Weed not across state lines yeah. because it's the, well, the not federal even, jurisdiction. Well, right? Not even just. I don't. I don't even think you can do it within Colorado. Within Colorado, because it's still know. the the. Postal Service is still a oh right federal entity protected by the federal. Huh. It's, a, it's a private corporation. Yeah, I was going to say whether UPS and stuff. <laughs> I don't think it matters. Huh? I don't think it matters. Yeah, shop around. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> who can I ship it through? Now, that's interesting, man. Um, yeah, I mean, we talked about that on a previous podcast too because uh, Myra's family was wanting us to ship hemp oil out there uh-huh. for ailments and stuff, and that shit doesn't have THC or anything. Yeah, it's just uh, pure. Yeah, you can't. There's no way to yeah. get high off that stuff, but it's, it's really good for you, um, but you can't. You can't ship it. Uh, a lot of that was more the Philippines than it was here, but I think it was both. Like, you, we just couldn't. There's no way to do it. Well, that's that whole thing too. Remember the how people fly off the handle when they, like, parents move here to Colorado <clears throat> because marijuana is legal and they can prescribe it to their child that is dying of cancer and it helps with pain uh, and everything like that. And it's also, it's not medically proven, but it's been shown to, to help out people beyond just the pain relief side of things. But Depression like, and all yeah, that stuff too. Yeah, but like people are, you know, all tripping out. It's like, oh my gosh, you're giving your kids weed. Oh my gosh. No, it's it's the hemp oil. It's not the yeah. It's not the THC yeah. part. They're not getting high yeah. on this. 
Yeah, it's really funny. People, there's still so much of that is just remnant from the whole reefer madness era, you know, and the whole there was a, that concerted effort to demonize weed is it's left over. It's the residue from that shit. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I was talking to you guys before the podcast to get off the weed, maybe in case we <laughs> beat the dead horse there. Uh, Jamie Foxx. I was telling you guys I heard this interview on the Tim Ferriss podcast. Uh, Jamie Foxx is one of the most awesome people that I've ever known <laughs> of. And I didn't realize that. I always knew he was awesome. He was multi-talented and stuff. But when I heard the interview, it was phenomenal, man. He has had an amazing life and his work ethic, everything from his work ethic, just to like the values that his grandmother instilled in him and that kind of thing. By the way, his name's not, it wasn't, it's not, his given name's not Jamie Foxx. Do you know what it is? I can't, I should look up the whole thing actually, but it's Eric. That's his first name. Hmm. Yeah, he was using, he was actually. Uh, well, does anyone have, is anyone using a real name in Hollywood? Right, he did it because uh, er Eric Marlin Bishop, known professionally as Jamie Foxx, uh, he did several names because he did stand-up comedy, and so he would go to these open mics, and uh, the comedians would pick the names, and there was always way back to that topic. There was way less girls than guys, so he would he put down a whole bunch of like um, names that could go either way, and so when he did that, uh, the one that he ended up doing this performance, he got called up as Jamie Fox because he's just listening for all those names. Gets called up, got a standing ovation. There was a lot of like prominent people in the crowd that night, and so from then on, he just stuck with Jamie Fox. Whereas mm. he, he named a few of them. I can't remember what they were, but he had like five or six names he would huh. regularly put on the list. So does is is his driver's license say Eric marlon bishop i don't know if yeah because i don't know if this he, is known professionally as jamie fox right so it's always that difference of if it's a doing if business as kind of thing yeah. or if it's a uh so like he, can, he actually legally changed his name yeah. so he can check into a hotel under his real name and no one would know it was him yeah it's probably helpful right if uh, you're super famous uh, yeah well it's um when i was uh bouncing back in the day um the dude uh damn from good charlotte Joel Madden, um, he was walking up and uh, came to the door, gave me his ID. And as he was walking up, I looked at him and I was like, this, you know, this is back when I was like in my early 20s. So Good Charlotte was. Hell yeah, they were the shit. They were the shit. They were popular and everything like that, right? And uh, I remember looking at him and I was like, that looks like fucking Joel Madden, dude. And so no joke comes up and gives <coughs> the ID and what does it say on it? Joel Madden. Mm. Yeah. Damn, that's cool. Hmm. Yeah, I should have picked a stage name, probably, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, people think that uh, Tony Dollar is your stage name. Yeah, yeah. Let's say uh, me and uh, Dollar here, Tyson worked with each other for a long time, quite a few years, and the association we're part of was CAFA, uh, and uh, I'm pretty, pretty good into it. Uh, I've been doing volunteering and on the board and stuff like that before. Run the conferences for quite a while now. Yeah, for quite a while. But uh, people would always ask me every single time, "We're like, is is Tony Dollar a real person?" <laughs> they're like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. No, we thought we thought that was just a financial aid name. Like somebody gave him a Tony Dollar. Works in financial aid name Tony Dollar. Yeah, <laughs> I used to get that a lot. That's how I got all those jobs, man. <laughs> so I did it. We're gonna bang. Yeah, We're first thing you see on the resume. Whoa, hey, <laughs> this dude was born to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, do I definitely recommend it out. It's the Tim Ferriss podcast, Jamie Foxx, two and a half hour interview. Just amazing, man. His whole life. Uh, he was adopted. We were talking about that before yeah. the podcast, but he grew up in Terrell, Texas. 
in the so was he adopted and moved to terrell texas or he was adopted i think he was adopted there yeah okay okay it's like a super small town a lot of uh as i i would probably say racist history he did not i was telling you he was careful how he phrased it and it was all it was uh there was a lot of racial misunderstanding was how he put it he was telling a story about how because his grandma wanted him to perform across the tracks she always used to say Mm -hmm. and so and you obviously you know what that kind of reference is and so uh she made sure that he learned classical piano and he learned like formal had a formal education in music uh, from private instructors and he started doing that he'd perform on the other side of the tracks but he was telling this one story about this one guy he shows up at the house and the guy you know opens the door um and says and he he could did not have a driver's license so he had a friend drive him there so him and his buddy are standing there both black guys and the uh, guy opens the door and basically he's he said uh what's going on here and then he said uh, i'm here to play music for you sir for your christmas party and he goes he goes no i can't have two niggers in my house at the same time just said it just said that to him and the way he said back then it was like no big deal. So he told his friend, hey, come back and get me at 30. And so his friend left. And hearing that shit, like in 2015, was first of all mind boggling. But so he goes in, he starts playing. He said the whole time, they're all telling just totally racially charged jokes, just making fun of black people left and right, uh, being demeaning and insulting and all this kind of stuff. All the while, he's playing the music, you know, in the corner for the party. And he was, I was telling you before, his grandmother had taught him this word that she always wanted to remember which he wanted him to remember which was furniture and she had taught him you know there are times when you just need to understand that you just need to become part of the furniture and so he felt like that was the first time he understood that lesson because they're all you know just going off and so he's just real quiet but then at one point uh the wife comes over and apologizes and she's like i'm really sorry about it he's like no ma'am ma'am it's okay and then uh she asked him can you play uh can you sing something for us he was like, oh, sure. And during the interview, he actually plays a little bit of um, chestnuts roasting. I'm not even going to try because, dude, his voice was so ridiculous. And right there, he's got a piano on the podcast and everything. Just starts playing a couple bars from it. Immediately, you get chill. You, you've heard Jamie Foxx sing oh, much, yeah. I assume. He's ridiculously talented. So he starts playing, and he said that he also learned another lesson that day that his grandma taught him was that music breaks people down. Because everybody in the room just swarmed over to him. All of a sudden, there was no more of those jokes. Everybody was just being nice and said, can you play us another one? Wow, that was really fantastic. Can you play another one? And played another, played another. He was supposed to make 15 bucks that night. Uh, and at the end of the night, the dude paid him 100 bucks. And this is way back in the day. Mm. Um, so so he was stoked about that. But at the same time, he said when he left, when he got there, he I guess he was supposed to have worn a tuxedo, but he didn't know that. So the uh, the owner of the house got him a jacket and brought it out to him. He's like, wow, this is really nice. And at the end of the night, he tried to give it back to him. And the guy said, no, 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 I can't wear that. So how funny, how crazy of a story. But the coolest thing to me was the music part, just hearing yeah. how music, and you think about it, he's like, it really can. And when you hear him sing well, it. it has, it has. Oh, I mean, if you think yeah. about it since the beginning of time, yeah. For sure, man. Yeah. The two things that break down racial lines, food and music. When yeah. you seriously think about it, food yeah. and music. Uh, you know, you have, back in the days, they didn't want a white cook in the kitchen. They wanted a black cook in the kitchen to put that quote-unquote soul food touch on it, and that's what they loved to eat. Speaking of which, I am going to 
recruit you to help me next year with my black eyed peas. Those are okay. No, 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 no. It's okay. No, no. It's okay. Well, because there's a couple of things against me is that, you know, that's how I'm from California, man. Yeah. That's yeah, how we did yeah. black eyed peas. The other part is my first time. So, uh, but I did load you it up heavy start on, somewhere, man. on bacon and I found did a you? new. I said I was. Remember the day I said I was never going to eat bacon again? Yep. <laughs> that's probably how the liquor is going to go, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I found a great bacon. I wish I could remember the name of it. I can't. It's like a thick cut bacon and they have it right here at king super oh, that's all we use yep. dude yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't know butcher, i was like in the dark cut. about this yeah yeah it's i i uh, grabbed the regular bacon and i was walking away and this lady went by me and uh she got the two of them these just like two packages just fat thick ass bacon mm-hmm. i was like oh my god i said where did you get that asked her where she got it. i put that other shit back i've been eating the same kind of bacon my whole life but no okay so one year for Christmas, I think it was like three years ago, Tira um, got this stuff. It's called steak bacon at King Supers. Oh, what? shit. Quarter Dude, inch. you thought, you thought <laughs> thick bacon was thick. Okay, I love bacon. Like on the weekends, on Saturday and Sunday, I have Tira makes breakfast. And so it's bacon, bacon egg, and whatever, either biscuits and gravy or like pancakes or French oh toast. God. She does nice. one of those. Anyways, so uh, for Christmas breakfast, Tira had made steak bacon. I'm, you guys, it's thick, okay? I can only eat one of them. It was so, like, hearty and rich. I was like, God, Jesus. God damn. Like, you can like, only eat one piece of that bacon? That bacon, dude. Damn. So, I used to, uh, it, I thought when, <laughs> with your black eyed peas, I thought about a story <laughs> that I used to date a chick that was like, she's very, very well off, came from a very rich background, and... I cooked dinner one night, but I, I didn't cook just for her. It was like my roommate, myself, and her. And I made green beans. And keep in mind, I'm from the South. So you can't cook like vegetables without fucking flavor. <coughs> I made green beans. And she had fucking, she was probably 115. She was maybe 5'5", five, five, 115, probably 120 max pounds and she had four servings of fucking green beans and got on the phone <laughs> to tell her mom how much her green beans sucked growing up as a kid <laughs> <laughs> i will never forget that she called her mom that night after eating green beans and said i don't understand why you could never make green beans like this oh that's hilarious yeah it is you yeah, I don't know. It's the the south. So let's, yeah, I can hold down a kitchen. My wife, my wife would tell you I can hold down a kitchen. That's the same that's, with us. Like at uh, at our house, actually, um, I'm the chef. Usually, cook yeah. the dinner and stuff like that. You know, Tira bakes. I'm I'm an awful baker. Tira's a good baker. She's a terrible cook, and she listens all the time. And she'll confirm this with anybody that asks her. Um, <laughs> And she was like, uh, this this past week, um, I made um, gravy from scratch, white gravy. And um, Dollar knows this. You keep every kind of grease. Well, you know this too. You keep every kind of grease. You got fish grease. You got chicken grease. You got yeah. bacon grease. You got beef grease. And uh, we keep bacon grease at the house. And uh, um, Tara made this white gravy. And I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> and then this other night, I um, made uh, chicken fingers with some homemade white gravy. It's from scratch. 
and I used that bacon grease. Dude, and Tira took that bite. I thought she was going to pass out. My in-laws, my in-laws, every time I cook vegetables, they're the same way, like Brussels sprouts, and I saute them up with seasoning, like garlic, and always add a little bit of bacon, what have you, and uh, they always comment about how good it is. I, I'm Like, my wife, she'll be cooking something, and I'll go by and hand her the salt and pepper, like, sit it out right in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so... And I'm not a huge salt guy, but I'm like, you gotta have, you gotta have some flavor. Well, you know what the yeah, thing yeah. is, there is some people out there in the world, <clears throat> Tira, that is exactly <laughs> like this. <laughs> that the flavoring, I don't understand. Like they just don't understand the amounts of stuff you can put in. In like me, when I cook, I'm like, bam, bam, bam. Like, yeah. I, I don't measure. I don't taste right, food, right, teaspoon, right. any of that stuff like that. I right. just know. Right. I'm like, okay, this amount, and then build it from there. You know. But there's some. People I hate out there to that, say this. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know white people. I don't know. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder because it's exactly you the same. Shit out. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That's where I'm going. Yeah, it's the same in my house. But hold on, for, in. It's, I must also put this disclaimer in there is that I'm really new at cooking. I, okay. You know this, Mike. But yeah. I started really trying about a year or two ago and I kind of getting better and better as I go and stuff and I'm having fun with it, um, but I'm new at it. But the, for sure, dude, that's the joke I always made is like, I have to follow the recipe to a T. See, that's where like, you fuck up. Like, hey, I'm going to put a little, I'm going to go put a little of this every single time. It just falls to he, shit. Here's how I see their recipes. <laughs> Their recipes or their their cooking instructions are just suggestions. To give you that bingo, <laughs> it's just to give you a like. My wife throws some shit in the oven, and she's like, "I don't understand." The box said seventeen minutes, and I'm like, "It's just a fucking idea. It's just to give you a generality. It's oh, for not sure. going to take you." Uh, it's I'm finally to the point now where I am. I am, you know experimenting a little bit here and there and i'm getting a feel now i'm starting but it's from following enough recipes to me it's almost like somebody who reads music and kind of learns to do it precisely for a while and then can kind of go okay i kind of get what this is if you don't have a natural ear if you grow up around it and you just you know sounds like you dudes are like like exactly like myra i was so pissed because i was asking i was like you know i don't know if i put too much salt or not enough how much salt needs should i put in this (laughs) and she's like she's like oh she makes like this weird thing with her hand she's like "Eh, about about like this much i'm like what is that is that a teaspoon um, you, like you didn't know that you didn't know that Filipinos have um the, on the these lines, Tony, on your palm. <laughs> are actually, yeah, measuring, measuring, actually measuring lines. <laughs> uh, yeah, one and a half lines. About three lines. <laughs> yeah, I haven't met a Filipino that couldn't cook though. True. You know what's funny about Myra though is that her sister's amazing at making Filipino food, and in my book, Myra's amazing at Filipino food yeah. too. But in her family, she's the one who makes the American food because she's better at that than making mm. Filipino food. So. But for real though, yeah, pings lupia. <laughs> Had some of that over the holidays. Had some good stuff. Yeah, they have so much good food. Had some. Uh, you ever had pancit before? It's the noodles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're supposed to eat it for good luck, for longevity. Sort of like yeah. their black eyed peas. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So. Well, yeah. also cabbage. Oh yeah. yeah I mean, is that a Filipino thing, or you just mean no, in general? No, that's a southern thing. Cabbage for good for, luck, or just in general to eat for dollars, for money, for money. For money, what? Yeah, financial, well, financial, I guess, uh, prosperity for that oh, year. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah like blackout peas, they sell for pennies. 
and cabbage are for, is for dollars. Dude, I went all out this year with the Filipino traditions, man. Did you? Yeah. yeah did you see his little fruit thing that he did? Yeah, you got to have 12 oh. different kinds of round fruit, which was actually, I had to buy oh, every yeah, piece yeah, of yeah, round yeah, fruit yeah. in King Supers, dude. Yeah. I was like calling Myra. I'm like, do coconuts count? Turns out it's funny, dude. I bought the two shittiest coconuts. Her family, they were all excited. I'm like, let's cut these open. They're like, he looks at it and he goes, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Cracks it open. He's like, oh, this isn't good. This has actually gone bad. And I was like, what? So I had to throw it. I had no idea how to pick a coconut, dude. I was like, Because they're not soft or anything. They don't yeah. get soft or like, you know. Yeah. So, so how are you supposed to pick coconuts? Did you ask? We didn't get into it. No, there was a lot going on. I'm curious myself. My wife picks out the pineapples. Like, she'll... I don't know what the hell she does. You know why? at the bottom or something or yep. smells them or nope. something. Yep. It's the leaves. That's what I do. Huh. It's the really? leaves, you guys. So when you pull out a leaf in the middle of the pineapple, you know, so you pull it out and it comes out with ease. It's, it's ready. ready. Ready to roll. Yep. You that teach me something. See, my wife doesn't do that. She, yeah. she looks at the bottom. Seems like the ones at the store are never that ready. Yeah. Then. So no. it's ready. So you, no. you, you pluck the leaf out and it, if it comes out with ease, it's ready to go. Hmm. And watermelon. I'm also a really good watermelon picker, too. How do you pick your watermelon? I'm I always curious about I this. I couldn't tell you about that. So this is a conversation between you and Tony. I don't fucking eat watermelon. I don't eat watermelon. You've had it, though. Like, when I was I'm just a kid, to let you know, you're, you're, I like don't the, like, I you're don't the blackest like, guy at this table. And I you, don't, you don't like watermelon. <laughs> I do not like watermelon. I And it's not that I don't want to play into the stereotype. What have you. I don't fucking like watermelon. I don't like watermelon either, though. We've had this I love watermelon. Too, I don't want to sit out. You need to have some watermelon from Fresno, man. I don't need to have, I don't like watermelon. <laughs> Dude. I like watermelon candy. But yeah, it doesn't taste like Jolly watermelon. Ranchers. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, taste like, like watermelon. Yeah. Synthesize <laughs> fake watermelon Yeah, taste. what am I supposed to do? Like sit out, sit out on the porch with my... With my with my jeans that were cut from overalls. jeans, yeah, overalls. yeah, overalls, yeah. And we didn't Bare wear any, foot, any particular watermelon. outfits. We just <laughs> it would be 110 outside, and that was the best shit in the world. Was the one really? a really good one though? Yeah, yeah. So I go there's a Japanese. I pick there, it by thumping on it. There's like yeah. a Japanese mm-hmm. or a Chinese watermelon. I forgot the name of it. That I I actually am trying to get my in laws to to grow in their garden because someone sold one. I think for like $37,000 or something like that. Wow. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like a really dark watermelon on the exterior. And I said, that's one watermelon I think I'll try. If somebody can buy, (laughs) pay $37,000 for this fucking watermelon (laughs) that people used to sell off the back of their truck growing up when I was a kid. Because a $37,000 worm might be tempted to (laughs) take a taste. Yeah, I, I, I need to try that watermelon. So <laughs> I actually may go and order some seeds tonight because I, I was supposed to do that last year. Oh, it grows pretty good out here, actually. Yeah. You can grow so, watermelon pretty decently in uh, Denver. Yeah. So I think I'm going to check it. I think I'm going to do that. Remember. So this I'm, is how I check it. Okay. Oh yeah. It's here. So with the watermelon on the, on the ends of the watermelon, yep. right? Mm. Okay. You have to look for black stuff hmm. on the outside of it. Really? Okay. That means it's the sugars are right and they've been secreted through the skin at the ends. And the sun. look at this fucking scientist over you here. You don't eat watermelon. In the, no, I don't. No, I, I used to. Well, then I don't back know how much day, I trust. With back yeah, in the day, right now. Oh, wait, wait. back in the day, I was a produce person. Okay. So that's what right, I learned, right. and that's how it is. It's when the sun, when the 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 sugar secretes out, the sun bakes it. And that's what the black is because it's interesting. You, is that the only way you pick, just based on that that's, alone? Yep, that's that alone. Hmm. Yeah, that uh, I'm, I've never even paid attention. How do you pick cantaloupes? Do you pick? Do you eat cantaloupe? Either you. I'm gonna laugh if Mike says he go. doesn't eat cantaloupe either. I hate no, cantaloupe. I like cantaloupe, but okay. it is the third dirtiest food in the world. 
What really? does that mean? Yeah. What? Yeah. What does that mean? Chicken's number one dirtiest food in the world. You can't tell a because black so person that. So yeah. it's so it's the industry. Yeah, it's the industry, okay. and it's just the way that they're done. So like cantaloupes, uh-huh. think about it. Cantaloupes are very porous. Okay, and um, you generally people don't wash a cantaloupe before they cut it because the fruit's on the inside. Yeah, I don't. Hey. Tony, fuck. It's very porous. So when you're cutting through that and you're not washing it, you're spreading all those germs. Tony's going to dip the- that shit in bleach now. <laughs> you're spreading all yeah, those the germs. Cantaloupe? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just you're spreading all the germs through the cantaloupe as you cut it through. As you cut it through. And again, the whole, and again, pesticides, stuff like that. Yeah, like no that, doubt. So, no doubt. Uh, yeah. Do you, uh, how do you pick it though? How do I pick a cantaloupe? Yeah. In the same way. Because Myra doesn't like, she won't eat cantaloupe. Really? Yeah. Why? I, I hate cantaloupe. She just doesn't like it. I any, hate it. Do you like? Do you hate the melon family in general? I think so. Honeydew. Man. What about what you got I on honeydew? Like honeydew. I mean, I can't say. I, you know what? I don't think I've ever had honeydew. Oh really? I don't think I've ever had honeydew. Well, but cantaloupe, it's not the strongest I can't even, of the three. So I don't, I don't even. Yeah. Like, I don't even like the smell of cantaloupe. It's disgusting. Say I do. I don't know. I guess just I like growing cantaloupe. up in Fresno, man, we had tons of melons. Yeah. Everybody grew melons. What so. is it? Is it Rocky Ford cantaloupes out here? Uh, oh, yeah. so they're yeah. a big a big grower out here. Yeah. So this this watermelon is called a avocado ha- black watermelon. Mixed with an avocado? What the fuck's up with the name? <laughs> I mean, it looks. It actually. This is this is it right here. Oh yeah, it looks like a black ass pumpkin. Yeah. That looks like a bowling ball, man, from the outside. <laughs> looks good on the inside. They're though. No joke. I trust any watermelon's got black seeds in it like that. I don't trust yeah, the because the ones that are seedless are genetically modified, right? Yeah, it's all genetically modified. Most technically, of them, yeah. yeah. No, well, it's like, man, no. not the organic. Dude, that's what we've been doing to fruit since we started. You want to see what yeah. what a watermelon looked like? Uh, let's say maybe fifteen thousand years ago. It's probably the size of a grape. Every, <laughs> Sour as shit. Yeah. Yeah. Roses, roses. There's not a true rose out there anymore. But really? I think, but I think I see what. Yeah. I think I see what you're saying, though. We've changed how we're doing that now to where we have, you know, direct well, genetic control. Now, yeah, over yeah. It. Whereas well, it's I, really just breeding is what we've always done. I like, try like, not to touch it. Like, and it's crazy, man, because everything that I buy now, I try to buy organic as much as possible. And they'll have the non-organic right beside it. And it's like the shit is like two and three times the size of the organic fruit. Like apples and grapes. Like I don't, I don't buy. If How do you they, think it gets so strong? Can, you can see a reflection in oh, it. Oh man, it's crazy, man. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. I'm getting ready to buy these fucking watermelon seeds for my in-laws' garden, though. And then we can then that could fund our weed shop. <laughs> <laughs> Startup money. <laughs> so, so it's funny when you go in. Next time you guys go in the grocery store and you look at organic, look at the same product that's not organic, like broccoli. Like we buy Oh without a doubt organic, And oh, it's yeah, crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. man This yeah, yeah. shit's like Complete steroids Yeah completely man It's gone a bit berserk I, Where I draw the line Is usually Usually is the pesticides But I read an article In Men's Health one time It was like the top 20 That were like Must avoid You must get organic And stuff like strawberries Yeah um, There are certain ones We always get organic And some It's hard Like they don't ever have organic uh, Cantaloupes at the place right here The King Supers right behind us Yeah I would not I eat cantaloupe Yeah I hate cantaloupe Oh. I can't get what did can- cantaloupe ever do to you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I wish I knew. <laughs> I hate that, and I hate watermelon. I just, I just don't eat watermelon. What's the fruit that you don't man, eat? You, it, you know what? It might be some childhood shit, man. 
Cause my my from step- watermelon trauma. Yeah, my <laughs> my stepdad used to eat that shit and grapefruit too. Grapefruit. That was Bob Marley's favorite fruit. Grapefruit, like he'd eat that shit in the morning, like like crazy. I'm like, and I would taste it, and it's just so bit so what sour. In the sour hell. Yeah. I like one every once in a blue moon. I'll have one of those. Not like, literally in a blue moon. That's an orange is better for that. But <laughs> see what I did there. Uh, I don't know, man. I think I like just about all kinds of fruit. I don't know if there's any kind of fruit I actually don't like. I love like uh, Asian fruit. You ever had like lychee or um, what's Asian the mangosteen? Yeah. Asian pears. <laughs> actually, yeah, do Asian, Asian pears, pears are are delicious. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause I love apples too, and I love pears, so that's sort of like. Have you ever had a grapple? <laughs> that sounds like a, uh, a STD. <laughs> <laughs> you had a grapple. You had grapples. <laughs> yeah, a grapple is a um, apple that's soaked in grape juice. Oh damn! Yeah, huh. that sounds pretty good. Actually, I've had good. a blunt is- soaked in Hennessy. Is that is that <laughs> the pear? That's a Hennessy. <laughs> I actually have had a blunt soaked in Hennessy many many years ago. Do people is that a regular thing? I never heard of that. I've had a blunt. Uh, no, I don't know why he did it. He was like just trying some shit. It was like it was a blunt, and then I, I it was crazy because I started out with joints, then I went to blunts, and I came to the realization this is like really a waste of weed, and I like the high of a joint better than I like a blunt. A mm. blunt, you mm-hmm. just get like oh man. It's like blunt force trauma. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I'm making all the puns now. No, that's actually pretty good. That's actually so your pretty inner good. Dad jokes. <laughs> totally. Uh, hold on, man. I'm buying these fucking watermelon seeds. But uh, are you literally buying watermelon? I'm seeds buying right these now? watermelon seeds. I told you I'm. You're on it. Uh, but but uh, then I went back to. Then I went back to. Uh, to joints, and and when we when I was smoking blunts, it was like the thing in hip hop too at that time. What's an East Coast, West Coast like thing? Like DOS effects and uh, you remember Loonies? <laughs> yeah. I got five on got it. Five on yeah. Like, like that was the song. Like you could, that was, that was like a song that it, the only way for you to really understand that song is if you ever smoke weed with broke motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously. I got five. I got five yeah. Five, that was, and I didn't realize they were from the West Coast, and I think they were KRS One's group. But you know, that was uh, what's his KRS One? You don't know that? No, definitely no oh. KRS One. That's what I was gonna say. Uh, what's his name from KRS One? I heard him giving this hella awesome spiritual speech the other day. Did you see that on Facebook? No, I saw it. I didn't listen oh, to it. Yet. Dude, do it, do it, do really? it. It's hard to explain. I mean, it's he's just talking about how God's in all of us, and like we're all connected. It sounds like heavy dippy stuff, but he articulates it way better than I ever could. It was it drew me in, man. Immediately, I had, well, one I of my like, top three hip hop songs of all time is from KRS One. Which what's that's a song called "Love's Gonna Get You." You ever heard mm, that song? And maybe. it's like it's one of the best storytelling songs that that I've ever heard that doesn't get credit from K- mm. KRS One. He's a beast. Yeah, I'm um, not even gonna lie. I got I got to know KRS One only because of the Sublime song. Yeah, <laughs> and I know <laughs> really? because of KRS One. Ever heard that? <laughs> no. Oh, you should. That's a good song. It's <laughs> a good song. It's just an acoustic stripped down kind of. Huh. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. What are you guys listening to right now? You guys listen to Christmas music when it's Christmas time? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I listen to too. Cozy 101. No, yeah, yeah. I don't. I wish they would play it f- until New Year, though, to me. Yeah. Like, December 31st would be the last day of Christmas music. Yeah, yeah but you got to imagine those people that work 40 hours a week and they got to hear that shit. We could bl- 40 hours a week. You could listen like, to any you gotta, station you, you gotta want, You got to cut them a break. The You're talking that- about at the workplace, like, like in the retail 
in the retail. I don't, well, they I, play it there, the Muzak or whatever. I don't think people would 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 continue listening to it after Christmas. You think so? I would. <laughs> I don't know why people still have fucking Christmas lights up. Dude, I'm totally. I have in. Christmas lights on. Yeah, so. my Christmas tree. That's still. because you probably don't want to take them down yet. Do you take your Christmas tree down yet? We didn't put one up because we went to oh, San Diego. Grinch. Oh, okay, you were here. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna give you a shit. Yes, <laughs> you already said I he's a Grinch. I know. My my neighbors probably just think that I'm just a anti-religion, anti-Christmas. Like my house, just I got a fucking porch light and garage lights. Yeah, they probably think that shit. Like, oh, he must be. He must celebrate Kwanzaa. Like these, <laughs> they must. They must be Jehovah's Witnesses over there. <laughs> Because we, we don't have shit, we don't have shit with a porch light and the dry and the, and the garage lights on. Yeah, <laughs> well, dude, you travel so yeah, much. I, Joe travels too. Oh so. man, so um, yeah, we didn't we didn't do a Christmas. Don't let me forget, I've got a gift for both of you that is upstairs. Really? Both yeah. of our calliopes. Yeah, oh, man, no, yeah, not for you, buddy. Bad. No, not for you. I'm listening to <laughs> MMM right now. I can't stop listening to shit. It's puffy. And everybody knows him as P. Diddy, but he's he's puffy to me. You Dude, know? Jamie Foxx was telling the story about that party that I was just talking about where uh, Pharrell... Oh, I don't know, that was before the podcast, huh? I was talking about Pharrell or whatever. Did I even mention that to no, you guys? No, you didn't mention Pharrell. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> Jamie Foxx had the story he was telling about how he was at a party with Puff. And uh, this is way back in the day before Jamie Foxx was anybody. I think he just got onto In Living Color. And it was just like this dope-ass party. And... Uh, yeah, Puff said, you know how much I pay for this party? And he goes, how much? And he said, a million dollars. And he said, really? You paid a million dollars for this? And then uh, he told him, he said, next time you're back in California, you let me know. I'm going to give you a party that's just as kicking as this party at my house for $400. And so he <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, Puff didn't like that. And so he's like, all right. So he took him up on his on his offer, came back, and he had, dude, just put this slamming party together. But the food was like, he said, I, that's just fried chicken. I just put it in a fancy bowl. That's cola. <laughs> <laughs> wow. but it was his connections he he had built up this huge contact list through doing stand-up comedy where he'd have people sign up and he said back then he said he was the pre he was the first social media dude that's what he said because he was collecting pager numbers back in the day wow. and he'd page people and tell them where he's at but in the process he gained it's la you know yeah, so he gained yeah. all these crazy contacts and all these people um so he threw this giant party and puff was totally impressed and that's the whole aura of la man that's why i love going to la i can see why people go there and if you're young enough you get caught up in the scene of la yeah. because everyone and i was telling my wife this and she was like i said you know i said i, I said i could see living in like la or, or a place like coronado island <coughs> i said it motivates me and she was like what does it motivate you to do i said it motivates me to just drive harder with the business and she was like yeah if you were into material shit and i was like why i was like why are you why do you have to defer my dream why do you have to fuck my dream up <laughs> like she's like yeah if you're into material stuff this is what la and coronado island and san diego this is what all these areas are about and i was like yeah it, it I could see where it makes you want to work harder. And she just like, fuck my shit up. Like, yeah, if you're in the material stuff, I was like, you know what? I want a Bentley. And I was like, if I lived here, I, I told her, I said, my, I said, if I lived here, I'd have to be the biggest crack dealer in, in San Diego. And she was like, well, I said, I said, because to feel like an ordinary person, you have to drive like a Bentley or a Rolls Royce. I'm serious, Mike. It's crazy, man. You go like, 
a Range Rover, BMW. That's like a Chevrolet. That's mm-hmm. not. That's not depending on where you are. Definitely, yeah, if you're talking yeah, LA yeah. In general, it, but it's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for your, you got a point though. Like about entertainment, like the entertainment industry for sure in LA. I can't. It's just like this surreal thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just it's hopping into life. It's at the it's the epicenter of the world for entertainment. You know? Yeah, and it, and it's like everything that's in. Everything that's in is, and I can see why a lot of people like from New York, like a lot of the hollywood like musicians actors actresses i can see why they moved to like i've always wondered like why why does a person from new york move to la la offers a completely different vibe that new york can never touch with a 10-foot pole I i don't know what it is but when i go to la i get inspired i get motivated to do things we've also got a history in the entertainment industry too it's crazy man yeah no, it's cool, man. I, I, I couldn't live there. I don't think I could live there myself. Um, I don't think I could go back to any part of California. San Diego might be a place I would consider. Um, or if there was a way to do it, just have be way up north, you know, beyond mm. San Francisco. But there's nothing happening. You know what I mean? Right, That's right, more like right. a second house like, kind of kind place. Kind of why, why be there? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So you're not really experiencing California. Yeah. And, I, and where I grew up was not like that at all. Where I grew up in the Central Valley, which was, you know... In Fresno, I mean, it's just sort of this gray. There's a lot of, you know, smog. And it's just like this flat, sprawling metropolitan area that just goes and goes and goes. So in that way, it's sort of like L.A. without the entertainment, without that. And then also with a lot of poverty. um, It's just it's a different place. But so when I think of California, I think of that. But as far as L.A. and stuff, I could see the magic of it, what you're talking about. And you're there and you just feel like, dude, can you imagine Mike going to L.A. and you meet Joe Rogan going to the Joe Rogan show? If I was going to meet anybody in L.A., that'd be the fucking dude I'd want to meet. Like, that's yeah. when, like, I had LL. I think I told this story before when I had LL come beside me and said, man, that's a beautiful baby girl. And I, I didn't even know who the hell it was. I was looking, I looked, like, to, to thank the person, to acknowledge. And it's that big head motherfucker LL Cool J standing beside no me. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, we were uh, downtown right across from, I guess, is it Fallon or maybe Jimmy Kimmel? Where One of those guys shoots right on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. They shoot on one side of the street in the studio or whatever. And uh, I think LL might have been there shooting NCIS or whatever the show is he shoots for CBS. Yep. He came out, and I didn't know it was LL Cool J, but I saw, like, these people walking and I, I just later came to the realization it was probably his assistants and all this X, Y, and Z. But we were at the street, and I was talking to my daughter. I was like, okay, you want to go to the Disney store? What do you want to do? And this guy says, man, that's a beautiful baby girl. And I looked to say thank you, and it's LL Cool J. And it's like, wow. Like what? And then you know, as soon as that happened, this car was like right in front of us this Escalade Suburban, whatever, to pick him up. And I was like, thanks, man. And it was just like, wow. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't. That like, is damn cool, Yeah, man. like I go to, I go to New York, I go to LA. It's a different, New York, like you kind of get caught into the hustle and bustle of city. Like New York is true city. LA is really the city of dreams. Like you gotta, like that, there's more meaning to that, to that title more dead dreams or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Most people end up too. working up. In, like, like you know, I had a guy who was a waiter in California Pizza Kitchen, and he's telling me he's a, he's an aspiring actor. And I'm like, this is probably the story of ninety percent of Hollywood of people your age. 
yeah. you're an expiring actor or actress, but you you know you got to do something to make ends meet. You know, it's crazy, man. But I, I we actually have a friend that shoots on shoots a show on CBS, and he would kill me if I forgot the name. What is the name of the show about the hospital? Code Black. He's actually an actor on Code Black. And uh Oh you've talked I think you talked about him yeah, before. Yeah, he's a real, really cool guy and I really hope that uh that he, he, he blows up. Um What's his name? His name is Dan Lips Lipsman. Um uh, and he was actually on newsroom as well. But uh really, really cool guy and he did he does sit ins for Adam Levine. Yeah, you were saying he's that. Like, this that's guy so cool. is like almost like a twin for Adam Levine. Yeah, and that's the, he lives out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing. He said you can't. He said you don't have a choice. He said you live anywhere else. If you're not a big name, you can't live anywhere else because you get called at the drop of a dime. You need to be accessible. But if you are a big name, you can live wherever. He said you have to be. You know, and I don't know if this really exists in LA. You have to be 15, 20 minutes from a phone call. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, there's probably yeah, fifteen, twenty minutes if you live two houses down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the traffic there nightmarish, yeah. dude. Well it's like um uh in New York, same thing. Like my in laws when the you're you know, they talk about places, you know, it's like, Oh, that's only five miles away. I mean, like to us here in Colorado, we're spoiled because you know, like five miles away, you're like, Yeah, oh, that's not bad. Five miles away can mean like an hour oh, yeah. over there in yeah. New York. And you're just like the traffic is that ridiculous. Yes. You know, they live, they live. When I look at the miles, according to like, because again, I'm in minute mode and time mode and stuff like that. When I look at the miles, it is from my in-laws' place in Jersey to uh, New York City into the city over the, the the GW Bridge. Yeah, to me, I'm like 15 minutes. That's 15 minutes to get over <laughs> there. No, it's it's <laughs> good luck. Maybe yeah. on Sunday morning. Yeah, no doubt. Speaking of which, this I came across this cool thing. Let's see if I can have, get it pulled up here. Um, but it was like the top 30 musicians uh, as far as pay goes Do you, any, in, for 2014. Okay. Anybody want to take a stab 20, at it? 2014? Uh, yeah, I don't know why. Uh, 20, okay. I don't know why it took them. Maybe because, I don't know, because the years. Taylor Swift? No idea. Yeah, Taylor Swift, Adele. No, no 2014. Both of those are in the top. Okay. This is actually it's actually the top thirty. Justin Bieber. Yep. Um Beyonce. Uh yep. And then her husband. Jay Z. Yeah. Yep. But he she's she's the breadwinner in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously Kanye is probably on the list. Uh no. He's not on the list of nope. top thirty. Mm mm. Really? Yeah, Jason, it was Jason su- some of them were surprising, especially like the top five. Totally surprising. Jason Is he Aldean. a country guy? Yeah. Yes. He yeah, was like yeah. in the top five. Yeah. Luke Bryan, another Bryan. country dude. Yep. Then plus some old dudes like the Eagles. Jason they, Derulo? No. Oh, really? Oh. No. Who do you think number one is? And I'll tell you this. Number two is Taylor Swift. Okay. And number one is six times made six times what Taylor Swift made. I in 2014. Oh. And I'll give you a hint. Keep in mind they're not going strictly from like performance and album, not strictly music. One direction? No. No. One more you want you want to venture a guess there Tyson. So keep on going who you were saying. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, I want to take your hint. Mike's jumping on he you said you said I'll give you a hint. Be, well, that's all it was really. Is that they're taking in all endeavors. 
that 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 okay. particular musician has. Hold on, going. because I saw like this tours actually. and stuff like that. Yeah, for tour tours. That's why the old dudes like the Eagles were in it. The guitar player from but uh, it's not Pink just, Floyd. It's not just tours though, dude. Like, like the top five has two old groups. I mean, two old guys. It's one's the Eagles. The other one is the uh, guitar player from Pink Floyd. Which I was like, whoa, but that was all tour money. They made a shit ton. But the guy who is at the very top of the list just destroyed everybody. I think Taylor Swift made like 47 Was it a guy or was it a girl? You just said guy. Yeah, it's a guy. You definitely know him. Dr. Dre. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? Beats. Beats. 2014 600 mil Taylor like Swift like had 47 a, or something remember like that? that remember that the fun fact he actually made more than that I thought I thought that deal I thought he made like 850 million because mm. that was the year they were calling him the first billionaire the uh, first rap oh, billionaire I don't know just 600 oh, I mean, on, the, really? the, on this thing who knows yeah. this is one of those like I mean at that point yeah yeah but remember that fun facts like he sells them bitches for like 300 plus dollars and it costs like 15 dollars to make them and then on top of that, he also puts like heavy, like he puts metal in like the handles and stuff like that to make it feel heavier. Said because heavier equals quality, quality, expensive, expensive, expensive. Quality. Yeah, yeah. I, I was wrong about Luke Bryan. He was too, he's way well, down I mean, the list. He's but, still in there. Oh yeah. yeah, these this is the you know these are the guys that made the most money by far. Lady Gaga's in there. Um, let's see, if Man, Muse. Actually, I was, that was a Muse. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I. I this might sound crazy, man. I've always had a crush on Lady Gaga. Oh yeah, that does sound crazy. Why? You think she's a? Uh, I don't think she's attractive. You don't? No. Yeah, not really. She's uh, but she's a cool person. She's I like, don't know what it is. I man. love her art. I love uh, oh Miley Cyrus. Sorry guys, I'm kind of going through all <laughs> this. Just sitting here, just looking at all the ones that we we didn't get. You might not have guessed J Lo. Thirty seven mil. They're all in the ballpark, though, of each other. I think other. J-Lo needs to embrace her ass more. <laughs> you don't think she has? She has that fucking thing protecting <laughs> no, her she, insurance. Yeah. No, 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 no. When I say, I don't mean, like, you cover it. I mean, like, ass. no, <laughs> I think she needs to embrace it. Like, like for the for the longest with Mark Anthony and whoever else, she's, like, been trying to hide it. I think she needs to just say, <laughs> I have. I don't think so. Not really. I yeah. think so, man. I don't think she's really. What do you mean? With pants? Is that the. <laughs> with, with, with the way she's mean. dressed? Yeah, I think she's. I think she needs to accept the fact that she has. She looks good, dude. She has curves. aged so well. Yeah. Because comparing it to we were. Well, Jayden. she's Puerto Rican. Most. most It's like most Puerto. Most. I say Spanish women probably. I say. I think age like some of the best in, in the world. I, I think. Yeah, well, compared to... So then we were watching... Uh, for Christmas, we put on like Christmas a Christmas mix on YouTube. And it, for some reason, the one Jaden got on there was like super old songs all from the 90s and stuff. I forgot how hot Mariah Carey used to be. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Who are you telling? But then you look at her and you look oh. at J-Lo. Because J-Lo was doing stuff back then. She was super hot, too. But like she's still super hot. Whereas, Mariah Carey yeah. was before J-Lo, though. Right, but their videos were playing contemporary, yeah. like whatever, contemporaneously. Well, yeah, the one I had a time. crush on was Rosie Lopez. I had a crush on Rosie Lopez. Do you remember Rosie, Rosie? Perez? Rose, oh no, Rosie Perez. There you go, yeah. dude. That's I, so funny. I did too. He's <laughs> really yeah. From White, White Man Can't Jump. jump. Oh <laughs> shit, son. Still watch that every once in a while. He Come put on, that Billy. mason jar in between her legs and said, "Stay right here. Do not move." And Spike Lee and do the right thing. Thank God for nipples. 
<laughs> that was oh man. Yeah, uh, yeah. I used to have yeah. a crush on her too, man. And I've always thought Alicia Keys looks better than Beyonce to me. Oh, yeah. hands just, down, hands down. It's just crazy how people talk about how beautiful Beyonce is. But I look at Alicia Keys. I look at Alicia. Yeah, one of my yeah. very first yeah. crushes. Too. Yeah, one of my very first crushes was Daisy Fuentes. Yeah, definitely. Aye. Yeah, she was hot. On MTV, when that's when they played music. Did I tell you I saw uh, I saw Alicia Keys in concert here in Denver? No, yeah, yeah down performing arts center. center. Oh, I would have had to yeah, get yeah. I would have yeah. had to get VIP passes. I would have had to. Dude, well, we were pretty close actually, and uh, my wife was teasing me all night because man, she's wearing these white pants. <laughs> she came out oh. right out, right on our end of the stage. I was like, oh shit, son. But uh, the most I don't know if I told you this before. I've definitely we've talked about it before. I think on the podcast. But what was most impressive about seeing her live was her band. She had this gigantic, there was like 20 people on stage, and every single one of those cats was just ridiculously talented, like every wow. single person. And the so it was just an incredible night of entertainment, too. But she's, yeah, she's one of my yeah. favorites, man. See, that's what I wish I could have seen. Out of any, I think, maybe Michael Jackson Live, but maybe oh, another no one. Doubt. Another mm-hmm. one. There's another no one doubt. to me, though, would, if I would love to see Live. James Brown. No. P Funk, oh yeah, George, for sure, Clinton, dude. George Clinton, that band sure. that he had, mm. yeah, t- right. The man asked, they asked Mandy about yeah. that. She's yeah, she's super into it. Yeah, um, yeah, that would be a, that's a good one, man. Yeah, that band mm. was ridiculous, and I bet live, I just killed it. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine, but I was just born a little too late. That's all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, good music. You been to you go to concerts much? We went to a concert together. No. Do you remember uh, who we saw? We did? Oh, yeah. We did. We went to Red Rocks. Do you remember? We did. Um, Come on. I, I even know this one. You remember the group? <laughs> I was like, I had a, I had a sink, like, really feeling well, you wouldn't remember. Really well known. One of Dre's groups. One of who? Is it? I think it's one of Dre's groups. Really? Yeah. One Republic? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Interesting. So, yeah. Oh, I didn't know. That. Does he have groups? No I didn't way. know that shit. Yeah. No wonder he's making so much money, man. Aftermath? One Republic, really? No. I I think so. I think they're tied to Dr. I wouldn't be surprised. That was a hell of a performance. Man, those guys are good, aren't they? Yeah, they yeah. That's a songwriter. But you see do you see what I'm saying? Like if you pay attention to the lyrics, like the difference and the maturity and the level, and that dude's the same age. Same age as Kanye West. Well, yeah, you you gotta preface what 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 we're you got to catch people up we were talking about this new kanye west song uh, oh it. sorry i keep forgetting what shit what's the name of that song that's what happens like? when we talk a lot before the podcast what's the name of that kanye west song facts yeah that's the name of the new kanye i was west going song. off before the podcast about how i'm frustrated because i've always liked kanye west especially his older stuff um but i just feel like a, a guy of his age and experience and talent uh with that level of an audience has a responsibility to talk about something bigger something other than check out i'm the shit check me out I'm but you so know i badass. told you you know i'm badass i told you if you go back and you listen to the wire that was him being braggadocious without money he was and he was he, he had a facts. braggadocious element to his he was music telling his story about yeah overcoming, overcoming. but, but, but he, fill me out guys that was him being braggadocious without money now you listen to a song like Facts, and that's him being braggadocious with money. That's how money changes and it's you. All, but it's also sort of the center of the song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the song, at least that what you were playing me earlier, that's all I was hearing. 
Whereas well, he's talking about Nike and Michael Jordan, and he surpassed Jordan or something. Yeah, he, uh, which, he didn't put it like that. Which, which I mean, if if Nike to to Nike, Kanye West is a fucking flea. Yeah, <laughs> he he's not even a he, he he's not even a a, a a termite. He's not even even uh, what's, the, what's the what's the other bird? What, what's the other uh, pest on a dog? Tick uh, flea. Tick. He's not even he's a tick. Yeah. yeah, he's a flea. To oh, Nike, yeah, and if Nike, Nike wanted to a... put the clamps down and said, we, "Because uh, first, let me back up and say, when I look at his product, when I look at his shoes, I see Nike Roshi, which Nike's been doing for years. I see in his shoe a Nike product. I think what Kanye West has done and what's been absolutely genius about <laughs> what he has done, he's put his shoes in the right hands, and what I mean by putting in the right hands." He's given them to people that are extremely well-known. You give that shoe to a Beyonce, a Jay-Z. They even have pictures of him giving them to President Obama. You give those shoes to that type of clientele, and it's like a clothing manufacturer. They don't sell these clothes to Kim Kardashian. Like They give these clothes to Kim Kardashian. For sure. Yeah. And it's the same exact thing. This is how this shoe is selling. And it, it, I, I mean, it's bananas, man. You look online and shoes that came out for him in 2015 are anywhere from seventeen dollars to $2,500 a pair <laughs> resale right now. That's like one of the top Jordans of all time. The top, the, the Jordans are selling resale four to $600, but he's put his shoes, his clothes are shit. They look horrible. There's nothing there that says there's artistic taste uh, or designer taste. His shoes look like something that Nike scrapped years ago. <laughs> I mean, serious. It looks Take like. That, a, have you seen? Did you pull up his shoes? The Yeezys? No. The the the. I was making sure that my claim that he was not on the list was true. Is he not on the list? Uh, no, so far he's not. I'm up to number eight now. So I I I just think that um. Great marketing without even having to do a single commercial. Absolutely fantastic marketing. Uh, you put him on the Kardashian show for a little bit. Put his shoes on the Kardashian show, which is probably one of the top rated shows for some odd reason or another. I get more mad when I hear super talented artists singing about nothing. It's been, and like I said, I'm way more forgiving. When you're 22, I'm way more forgiving of that but, shit. But Tony, here's what you got to keep in mind. And this happens to probably 99% of the artists. They're super talented, but once you get money, it changes. Your artistic value changes once you have made it. Does it and have it's, to, ine- it's inevitable. I don't know about it's, that. It is inevitable, man. You no. can't. You can't. I don't think so. I don't know if you can name one that hasn't. That has what? That that hasn't had to that no, I'm not gonna say they had to, but that hasn't changed. It's, well, it depends on how attached you get to like the mega stardom and the mega bucks. Uh, one example for me is Pearl Jam, who, in all honesty, I stopped listening to a long time ago. One of my favorite bands of all times. Why? But because because they did what was they wanted to do, which was they just made the kind of music they wanted, and it changed a lot. And I didn't expect them to not change. I just I followed them for and I just couldn't follow it after Vitology, which was their third album. So you're saying initially. They didn't do what they wanted to do? I think they've always done what they wanted to. And they got mega, became mega stars and they maintained it. But when you maintain that shit over multiple decades, 
it's not you can't play and write the exact i mean you could play i guess old songs but you can't write the new music that's going to be exactly the same like if you i don't know if you've heard any recent pearl jam but to me it bores the shit out of me i'm just like it's so i mean how but, can you but you, i have mad into respect voice and you can't studio. you can't deny it. even the moderns they can sell out arenas still pearl jam is just oh, yeah, kicking ass and taking names but they're, but they're selling out arenas from from the Pearl Jam that you knew, not from the Pearl Jam that you know. No, because I they I'm off board a long time ago. I'm not into. I don't buy. I'm not buying their albums. I haven't gone to a Pearl Jam show since I saw them in Sacramento and fucking. But you got to think about the, the 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 other. But you see, you're you're extremely meticulous and you're extremely OCD when it comes to music. But you got to think about the average listener. The average listener, I guarantee you, if you look at the demographics of who goes to the concerts, are probably your age, maybe a little bit. But older. see, that's the other thing. I don't know. I don't think you know so because why would they be able to sell out Sacramento? You know what I mean? The same way they did five years ago, they're still selling it out. They can go there and do it because they're stubborn, man. They do. They'll give you an old song here and there, but they they play what they want to play, which is mostly their new stuff. And that's where they lost me because I was like, I was like, power to you, respect Pearl Jam. I'll always respect you. I love Pearl Jam. I'm not feeling the new music it's just not me but i ain't gonna say shit because that, i think you got to do what you got to do as an artist but think about across the board genre wise how many artists that people feel that way about people feel that way about jay-z well when you yeah when you the reason is is that's why i say it's the difference between being super successful and being like mega 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 being on this list that we were just talking about yeah. to get to that level you have to have a, a ridiculously wide appeal and when the wider your appeal the less you narrow the people that you're playing music i mean yeah the more you widen who you're playing it for it just loses something we've talked about that it loses yeah. some spice and flavor individuality well, I'm not, and okay. artistic freedom i, I think i won't even for say the, i won't even say times. money i'd say hunger people, oh hunger is a valuable people. fuel when you're an artist for yeah. sure yeah yeah so there's something to be said for that going to the studio on your bicycle in comparison to going to the studio in your rose royce but there's still see that's what I'm talking you know what I'm about saying? though is that's like as you mature as an artist it becomes beyond you and it's not about your hunger but it's about your hunger to do something in the world and I think that you have to look for motivation in new places as you progress over the years you can't still just be holding on to the same stuff that you started with because to me that's what it's about is that obviously that's not that's not you got to dig deep bro you can't just go oh well uh, I, either I can sing about the old shit or I can stop singing about struggle or I can look at the big picture and go this is bigger than my struggle. There's, look at the world. There's people struggling everywhere. And with music, like we were talking about before, it can break people down, break barriers down. That's the way to do it. So I feel like it doesn't have to, but I don't disagree with your statement that the vast majority, that's what exactly what happens. Oh, even yeah. be, even well, Beyonce. What was I heard some song the well, other day? Well, Jay-Z said, if you want the old Jay-Z, then listen to his old shit. He says that in the song. Says he doesn't? No, he says in the song, if you want the old Jay-Z... Then listen to my old shit. See, I respect that. Do you think his artistic... Uh, oh, it's declined like the fucking stock market would. Well, there's also something to be said for like, same thing that happens to athletes and basketball players. I think that a lot of people do dry up. I mean, I don't I don't that, think everyone can just put out continuously awesome yeah, material I mean, their entire lifetime. I think lifetime. that's a very, very valid point because you look at Michael Jordan, you look at Kobe, you look at LeBron now. But I think that that doesn't have to be because it's one physically... The, it's one in a million. Physically guaranteed. You're going to get old, but less creative artistically depends, depends on how your life goes, how you mature, the choices you make and where you put your art. Like, what is it for you? If one, it's, of the, one of the best sports to look at this analogy is football. You always look at a contract year and the guys are like fucking killing it. Prime example, Des Bryant. 
He fucked me with my fantasy league this year. And I'm, I'll be pissed with him forever. But you look at Des Bryant <laughs> last year in, con- in, in contract. I call it I call it contract year. He was a beast. Mike, you can attest it. He was an absolute beast. He has a contract. And I knew this would happen because it happens like 90% of the time. New contract, new money, a whole lot of it, and he's not the same person. Well, Jay Cutler kept being the same person, but <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, that's probably just as bad. That's worse. I think what attests to it, too, is like, you know, your examples of Kobe and your examples of Jordan, you know, high competitors, top of the game all the time. It's a pride thing. These guys are the best of the best, and they don't want, you know, they... They don't want to see that decline, They don't right? want to see the decline, but it happened. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. with Jordan, with the Wizards, man, god damn. You know, yeah, like, yeah, you know? he, yeah. And then, yeah. you know, same with, like, Kobe this year and, like, last year. You but know. Kobe's killing it now, though. He's killing it's like it he had now. A, he's like an old engine that took a long time to warm up. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. I think it's just these guys, has, you know, they their expectations, I think, probably of the, their fans and themselves, of what they've pushed themselves through throughout their career is what's what holds them in the places they're at right now, and they just can't retire just, like, decent. They have to retire bad. But you look at look what you just said, but you look at the, the NBA as a whole, that's probably, what, 2 to 3% of, a, of, of the league, the, the guys that get paid and they continue to work hard. I think it's the same correlation to music, where you look at the guys that got paid and they still continue to have that hunger. I think it's it's very far and few in between. I think the NFL is the worst. The NBA, you see it, but you see it one out of 50. You know what I mean? Like LeBron, for instance, the guy continued to evolve. And I, I will go on the record to say I did not like LeBron initially. I hated LeBron. I was, But as the years have progressed and I've seen him mature as a person, as a human being, as a basketball player, I've really really like LeBron James but you have Mike what would you think you got would you say about two or three hundred well I'd say about three hundred guys in the league and, and that's not an accurate estimate no there's way more because if you're talking about starters no no uh, you have fif- generally 15 players per team yeah so you have about 450 500 guys in the league 15 yeah. players per team yeah about right. Yeah. So 450, 500 15 guys. players for the whole team. I, I, I was yeah. reading something for each team, NBA. Oh, oh and you look yeah. at, okay, you got 450 guys in, in, in the league this year. You probably have two to three that have the work ethic of a Kobe or LeBron. And they, they actually have a lot of guys in the league get that check and they say, <laughs> Derek Rose, bingo, we made it. <laughs> That's what they think. We made it. How many continue to say, I've made it, but I still need to work hard? And it's the same thing with musicians. Yeah, it's a difference in what it means to you. And if it's a means to money, you know what I mean? Or if it's a means to success or or even that competitive, like the ranking, like you want to be on that list, you want to be higher on it or whatever. And I think and that's why there's definitely, there's some parallels, but there's definitely, it's quite a bit different, I think, when you're talking art and stuff like that. Well, no, I'm just saying like people that make it, 
and actually oh, continue to have that hunger. Without a doubt, it can be a demotiva- demotivator because you you got a lot of the stuff maybe you're after, but that's why I say it's what you're after. Because right, like, right, deep in my okay. heart, there's something, it has nothing to do with money, man. Like, I don't worry, the money, it will work itself out, but there's a bigger purpose in it. And, yeah. and if you maintain that and you keep that as your focus, then you there's you certainly can overcome that that tendency. That, but without a doubt, a lot of people do. But how, what was their purpose to begin with? You know, the money. people that really rise to the top, what is theirs? The success, the fame, the notoriety. Yeah, you That's take all the money away, would Jordan still do it? So you're gonna you're gonna peak out at fifty thousand a year. That's all you're ever gonna make. But you know what he did? Yeah, that's he what did. I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But he's but, separate but because he he's like one out of fifteen every year, year over year on that team. Because yeah. nobody else on that team would have would have done that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, he's one out of fifteen, and that's just a small piece of the pie. But yeah, you're a hundred percent right. He did that year after year, and I do remember his very like final year or two. With the Bulls, where Jordan was making like thirty, thirty-six million, and they were saying basically it was like, lack of better terms, reparation because he didn't make money on contracts with the Bulls, and because he wanted his team to be better, he wanted to be better. He had a passion for the game, yeah, yeah. and he was competitive. But he had a, it was a passion for something that he just had such a love for, and that's why I feel yeah. bad for those guys. That's why I told you, Mark. Or Mark. That's why I told you, Mike. My fear is like losing my. Something happened to the voice. But even then, I know I've still got music. I can still make beats. I can still, you know, write songs and do all that. Whereas, unfortunately, for an athlete. There's a man. There's an expiration date. It sucks, but it's the reality. You yeah. cannot be a star basketball player in your sixties, man. Nobody yeah. can do that. <laughs> no, so, you're right. You're right. And with our, well, you can't like Marbury. look at these guys. We're talking about the Eagles, the guitar player for yeah. Pink Floyd. These guys are in, you yeah. know, in the top ten making buku bucks as far as money goes. Uber successful, especially in their case because it's from touring. So they got people coming out yeah. and they're killing it at their age. Mm. And and I guarantee you, you know, any singing is almost no matter what at a certain age it does start going downhill mm. um, but you can still get away with it especially if you're a musician too and especially if the music's still good um but i've told mike this too there will come a day you know when i'll stop singing i think <laughs> i'm not gonna be that guy you know if my voice goes if i'm blessed sometimes you see people in their 80s and they sing just like they did when they're 20 i'd like to be the man behind them and i always told you that like i'd like to be the producer like where i can go to the grocery store as a human being i'll tell you man the what's been getting me is the film scoring too and that is it's just we've talked about it a bunch of times but i've fallen so in love with it man i'm watching videos all the time of like people to watch now and like i can't watch anything on tv now without listening to the music <laughs> dude i've dived head in head into it i'm love, I love and you're it, also actually. doing commercials you've you've well, yeah that's awesome yeah there's good. I think there's a lot of stuff, oh. good stuff coming in 2016, man. But again, I'm not pursuing anything with the dollar signs in my eyes. Obviously, I got a family to take care of. I'm realistic in the moment. I try I to not pursue anything with the dollar signs in your eyes. Your last name is Dollar. Isn't that ironic? I always <laughs> thought it was ironic, man. It's so ironic, dude. Because um, I'm just wired weird, I guess. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no. So I think you can maintain it uh, when it comes to art. But the far and few, uh, few and far in between, I think actually, actually do do that. And then you look at them and you say they got they got screwed or they got fucked. Like I think they said Tupac died with two hundred thousand dollars in the bank. Well, it's, it's like yeah. uh, with TLC. Yeah, TLC is the same yeah. thing. Like, 
like you know they're selling out worldwide tours and platinum on their albums and stuff like that but after paying off like you know taxes and and agents and tour fees and all that stuff like everything like that you know they're bringing in like fifty seven fifty thousand dollars a year you know yeah i think they were making two or three cents per album yeah yeah that was just man this the time flew by guys we're down to just the last uh few minutes here no format this week just went yeah. fucking ape shit and had a good time. <laughs> I'm so glad we did. This was the last minute we just threw together. I'm really glad. Hadn't seen you guys over the holidays, so cheers to that. I do got to tell you guys, I got a couple shows coming up. Uh, Miller's Grill. It's a little place called Lafayette, a completely sold out show. It's going to be comedy all night. This time they've moved me. I used to play at the beginning of the night, so now they want me when everyone's coming out of the comedy show. Oh, nice. Yeah, so they'll come out, and so I'm going to be there uh, jamming with my loop pedal kicking some ass that's going to be saturday january 16th 9 30 p.m lafayette it's a very small little place in colorado but it's got a lot of good happening art january 30th park center lounge i will be playing there um you can go to tony and you can see all the details for that and all the future shows that'll be coming up nice. got the ep out let go fly it's gonna be a good year for that one i'm letting go and flying bitches yeah. <laughs> you do another album you said yeah right? i'm doing a full length this year i'm doing a full then, length uh, album here at ATMT, we're going to be taking it to a new level two. We're going to be uh, possibly at a new studio. Yes. Relocating. Yeah, relocating. Getting legit. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So shit's, good shit's coming in 2016, man. Cheers and happy New Year's, yeah. fellas. I'm glad that we Definitely. Uh, moving on forward on things. Oh, and again, yeah. if you guys have questions or anything, uh, you know, inquiries, uh, looking to book anything as far as guests and stuff like that, we do have a few guests that do book through us. Um, again, it's Mike and Tony Show at WROMRadio.net. Um, up or comer, you know, send us some stuff. We'll listen to it. We like to to be a part of something new and big and, and most importantly, people that do cool shit. So if you think you have uh, cool shit that you do, let us know. We'll check it out and uh Maybe uh, get you on the podcast here, right? Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. forget that organic, gluten-free <laughs> weed bakery. Yeah, for That's sure. I'm shit. very curious. I'm very curious to see if we get some, any feedback because now I actually wasn't aware that majority of our listeners are women. They are. And I'm talking about Alicia Keys' white pants. I think pants. that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> that asshole. Yeah. <laughs> that womanizer just looking at white pants. <laughs> uh, well, she's amazing, too, with her music and just everything. And she sings about she's, good shit. See, married, that's what I'm talking about. married to Swiss Beats, too. I didn't know no, that. I, I, you know what I see that is he's married to her because <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely the weak link in that chain. Oh, come on. Back in the day, Swiss Beats was a name. Yeah, yeah, he's still the weak link in that chain. Goodness gracious. I wonder if he's done all right uh, business-wise for himself. I'm sure. Got him set up. Yeah. yeah. Had to have, right? Yeah. He had really been irresponsible to not be still doing well. <laughs> Oh man, great time guys uh, yes. 2016 holds a lot of cool shit We may uh, be in the new studio as soon as next week Right Mike? Possibly, yeah Wow, yeah. congratulations guys, happy new years Thanks sir Yes. Thanks sir. Thanks for being a part of this Tyson, we appreciate having it man Anytime We need to get our families together too, we need to do that a little bit more this year yeah. Maybe that should be a new year's I resolution. heard that's a goal Yeah, that is a goal Yeah as a goal. I don't like to not achieve my goals. You guys got to get all the guys back in the studio, too. Yes. That's Hell a wrap, yeah. guys. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>